on the wall. Who is the sharpest baseball better of them all? Ah, it is Jake Hassan. Look at that. Welcome back to BitQL Daily presented by Venom GM, Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth with you. You heard it. If you've been listening and watching, Jake is on it when it comes to his baseball bets. I mean, people get mad if we don't get to him at lightning bets, and as they should be. He's giving out plus money bangers. Congratulations, Jake. Come on. We need you to do your victory lap here. It's just uh, it's just really nice. First of all, first thing, I, I don't know what I, I'm never cutting my hair this short ever again. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a fool. What was you're I getting thinking? back. You're getting yeah. back. You're, you're on the way back. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're on the mend. It's fine. But no, feels great. Happy to be here. You know, I do it for the people and it's going to be really nice for 24 hours until everyone's in my replies with Blake Snell gifts. Can't wait. Really going to be fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good call, man. Is honestly though, is I know it's one of your boys. You were a fan of Henderson. Is there a lesson to be learned? Is this an awards market when you see large numbers with a short field of guys in contention that that we sh- it gets ignored. It does compared yeah. to MVP and Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year stuff. Um, maybe it's because it's a little more challenging. You've got to look up okay which guys are qualifying this year and all that stuff. Um, but it feels like it's not bet on even close to as much as some of the other MLB stuff. I think it just leans more towards like this market can just get really weird. Like look at the flip side in the NL Corbin Carroll was the wire to wire winner. He opened like plus yeah. 175 to start the season. He just ran away with it. He just won. And on the mm-hmm. flip side in the ale, Gunnar Henderson was the favorite. He was priced similarly to Corbin Carroll. Didn't start. Well, Masataki Yoshida got out to a huge lead and was vulnerable all year because he just wasn't accumulating war. This is a war-based stat. If you lead your league yeah. in war, you're going to win the award. And that's what Henderson did. He was the favorite. He fell off. He started playing a lot better. And in that clip, uh, also, I talk about Josh Young in that clip, too. He was 20-1 to 1 at the time after he had been on tear, and then he fell off a little bit. It's just if you pay attention in, in Rookie of the Year, ALRNO, you can find opportunities like this because it's just if you're paying attention to the war and you're paying attention to how guys are accumulating war, then you can find a way to make a position there. And that's what I did with Henderson. It was awesome. Like you said, I was a fan of him before. I was big on the Orioles coming into the season already, so I was paying attention probably more than other people. But Henderson, the talent was always there. He was always lined like a guy for the favorite for the first month. And then he wasn't, and it was just something to watch because the talent was always there. And he had played the previous season, too, and it lit it up. So the precedent was there for him to play well. It was just a matter of when, not if. Paying attention is the key there. And yeah. I know it sounds dumb, but paying attention. So in this case, you're suggesting that the initial price mattered. He was priced in that mm-hmm. manner for a reason. And then also paying attention when we talk about Rookie of the Year, I think back to 2019, it's just something I j- just stuck here for. Like, maybe I should say, pay more attention to this award. Jordan Alvarez was not listed. And then he was listed a week into the season at 200 to 1. Like, paying atten- if you're paying attention, you know Jordan Alvarez and that price get- kept getting shorter and shorter throughout the year. Sometimes it's a guy out of nowhere. And sometimes it's the original favorite and just knowing when to swoop in and grab that price like you did. Good job. Thanks. Happy yeah, I also I do, think I Jake is locked. 
locked into these prospects all year round. Like yeah. he pays way mm-hmm. more attention to this than most. So mm-hmm. even just blind, I mean, you were, you called it with the diamondbacks, even though ultimately they didn't win at all, but like you were really high on right. them. Like, so yeah. It's been all right, so what, give us some things, winners next year. What, what, what you got? Thing oh, oh we got a list already. <laughs> We've already started accumulating the list for next year. We're we're real excited. Wow. wow. I, I'm curious, so when we're talking about process here, because it, I mean you're absolutely right. Like when we're talking about rookies, like in terms of like writing I've done, things like that, people are far more, you know, in they want to know about rookies a lot more because everyone else has an opinion under the sun about MVP. But like in terms of prospect mm-hmm. reports, I think the process you made is a really good one that look at these, you know, 70 scores, look at Gunnar Henderson's where raw power is 65 out of 70 speed, 60 out of 55, all of those things. It's like, don't throw away that information. Like your priors still matter just a couple of months into the season. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was what it was for me. Henderson, especially like, He had come up at the end of the previous season, had lit it up, was awesome for a month. Then you went into the offseason, and he was lined as the favorite because of that and because he was going to be on what a team that people were going to pay attention to in the Orioles. And, yeah, I mean, that mattered. It was always there. It was, And for me with Henderson, it was he wasn't playing like he had when he first came up the previous season. Like He was just taking a ton of walks, wasn't being aggressive at the plate. And then once I saw him starting to swing more – It just seemed imminent because we knew that he had the talent and the power and the raw numbers to put on a show like he did for the back half of the season. Uh, Moro914 said, don't forget about the Tigers, though. And I said, don't. We're back. 2024. (laughs) Jason Jason Benetti's taking him over the hump. We're back. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Jason Benetti's the rookie of the year. (laughs) He knows. He watched him in the division. That's why I went there. He knows. Since this is off the board, we do have to get to your weekend shenanigans in the Big Apple. How did it go? Oh. Tell us some highlights of the trip. The girl you went to go pressing? see. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It was really, really good. Uh, was It wasn't actually in the city. I was in Brooklyn. Um, but no, it was great. It was really fun. Um, you know, the Starter City got some points this weekend. Well, maybe not as bad uh, as I previously thought, but Brooklyn is like way more <laughs> chill. Like Bro- Brooklyn, like I, way cleaner, way quieter. Like when I'd been in their past, like I was in Manhattan, I was like in the middle of the city and it was just like way too much, just way too much going on. Trash in the streets. Like get, get alleys. What are we doing here? But so Brooklyn, Brooklyn went- no trash on the street. Way less. Like not yeah, none. What part of Brooklyn were you in? Like that matters but- here. Uh, we were in, uh, what's it called? Um, wow. Now I'm blanking. Hold on. Um, Williamsburg, Williamsburg. Thank you, Paul. Somebody was paying attention. How does he know? Cause I put, I know New York East coast. Oh, you know what? That was in the back of my mind then. Cause I, I do know Williamsburg is in Brooklyn, but that's about all I got. Jersey city. I I guess that's not, but, uh, no, not, not none, but way less. And just like way as opposed to like in Manhattan, like in the middle of everything, way cleaner, way more like tolerable. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was really good. Very happy I went and re- a lot of fun. It was oh, great. okay. Very happy. I need you to uh, elaborate on that one. No, it was good. Uh, the girl I visited is going to be visiting me in a couple of weeks now, Woo! and uh, we'll see already planned. Yeah. 
When was that? Uh-oh. Was that planned oh. over the weekend? Or uh, it was float out. It was no. it's a home and home uh, series. I, I work in radio, Aaron. I'm not flying anybody out. I can barely fly myself there. Um, but no, it was uh, it was talked about. It was discussed. It, it was it was pre-planned, but like was put in stone over the weekend for the most part. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was put in stone. Uh, will you be taking the Monday off? <laughs> well. I will be taking the Monday of December 5th off <laughs> when she flies in because I'm coming back from a, a another trip and I get in at like 1 a.m. So unrelated. Okay. The, Liquid sure. Swords wants to know how you met a chick in Brooklyn if you live in Chicago. They missed this part. Really? Yeah, we Liquid could do this Swords. First. We could do this You're literally on Twitch. Like, <laughs> uh, no, like six, seven years ago, there was a group of people that like we all became friends through Twitter uh, then like when COVID happened, you had nowhere to go. Like you could only talk to people through the internet. So a bunch of us got like decently close. Uh, I met this girl through that group. Um, <laughs> uh, nice. ironically what? the ex before the ex that Let's you guys go. all like to talk about, uh, this is the girl that she was Who's worried that? about when we were dating. And uh, oh, two years oh, later, wow. here we are. She so, was, uh, was right. women's instincts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Listen. So when I first listen, started the show, you had like a girlfriend, so it ago. was her. Yeah. I remember yes. you had a girlfriend when I first started the show. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I, I like does. to think right. I waited a respectful you, amount of time. Like, the statute of limitations. You did. So it was always in, like, percolating, like, this is the plan at some point. Like, you felt like you had to wait. Or We're going to move in no, on this. No, no. I mean, okay. like, the girl I visited idea. this weekend. <laughs> the girl I visited this weekend, we've been friends for a really long time. and We've been friends for years. And even we were friends before even I was dating that girl. But then... How, the girl that I went to see this weekend, she used to live in Chicago. When she was here, oh. she was dating somebody, and then I was dating somebody. Never really worked Time out. Then off. she moved back yeah. to New York. We started talking more over the summer, like just kind of like reconnected, I guess. And here we are. And I have so, no idea what's oh. going to happen, but whatever. That's Jake's way of saying it was meant to be. Did you see my man Corey Parson this weekend? Brooklyn? No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I did get the friend. I did get the friend stamp of approval before I left, though. I was told. So. What do you mean? Oh, before I met. I met. I met a couple of her friends, and one of her friends texted her the next day. Oh, Jake's really nice. Friend approved. Blah blah blah. So that was a good feeling. I love it. Very nice. We're all so excited for you that we. Nope. This is Bechuel Daily presented by <laughs> nope. One of our favorite college hoop guests, Mike Rutherford, joins us with his favorite plays for a couple of marquee games tonight and maybe some of his favorite college basketball futures. That's right here on the Bechuel Network.